All right, so now we're going to do the readings for uh, Christmas Eve Mass during the night, nighttime Mass. So this is going to be episode 208. This is the Informed Catholic, and my name is Ned Jabbar, so let's not waste any time. Let's begin. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, entrance antiphon from Psalm 2, verse 7. The Lord said to me, You are my Son. It is I who have begotten you this day. The Lord said to me, You are my son. It is I who have begotten you this day. Alternate entrance antiphon. Let us all rejoice in the Lord, for our Savior has been born in the world. Today, true peace has come down to us from heaven. The 25th day of December in the 5,099th year in the creation of the world from the time when God created the heavens and the earth. The 2,957th year after the flood. The 2,015th year from the birth of Abraham. The 1510th year from Moses and going forth of the people of Israel from Egypt. The 1032nd year from David's being anointed king. In the 65th week, according to the prophecy of Daniel, and 194th Olympiad, and the 752nd year from the foundation of the city of Rome, the 42nd year in the reign of Octavius Augustus, the whole world being at peace, in the sixth age of the world, Jesus Christ, the eternal God, and Son of the Eternal Father, willingly to consecrate the world by His merciful coming, being conceived by the Holy Spirit, and nine months having passed since His conception, was born in Bethlehem in Judea of the Virgin Mary, being made man, the nativity of our Lord Jesus Christ according to the flesh. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words and what I have done and what I have failed to do through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me and with me to the Lord our God. <clears throat> May Almighty God have mercy on us and forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison. Christe eleison, Christe eleison, Christe eleison. Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, heavenly King, O God, Almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. A son is given, is given to us. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah, chapter 9, verse 1 to 6. This particular reading here is can be read in all three of uh, liturgical cycles. 
The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Upon those who dwelt in the land of gloom, a light has shone. You have brought them abundant joy and great rejoicing. As they rejoice before you, as at the harvest, as people make merry when dividing spoils. For the yoke that burdened them, the pole on their shoulder, and the rod of their taskmaster, you have smashed, as on the day of Midian. For every boot that tramped in battle, every cloak rolled in blood, will be burned as fuel for flames. For a child is born to us, a son is given us. Upon his shoulder dominion rests. They name him Wonder Counselor, God Hero, Father Forever, Prince of Peace. His dominion is vast and forever peaceful. From David's throne and over his kingdom, which he confirms and sustains, by judgment and justice. Both now and forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Psalm 96 Today is born our Savior, Christ the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord, O you lands. Sing to the Lord. Bless his name. Today is born our Savior, Christ the Lord. Announce his salvation day after day. Tell his glory among the nations, among all the people, his, wound, his wondrous deeds. Today is born our Savior, Christ the Lord. Let the heavens be glad and the earth rejoice. Let the sea and what it fills it resound. Let the plains be joyful and all that is in them. Then shall all the trees of the forest exult. Today is born our Savior, Christ the Lord. They shall exult before the Lord, for he comes, for he comes to rule the earth. He shall rule the world with justice and the people with his constancy. Today is born our Savior Christ the Lord. One more time, Psalm 96. Today is born our Savior Christ the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord, O you lands. Sing to the Lord, bless his name. Today is born our Savior Christ the Lord. Announce his salvation day after day. Tell his glory among the nations, among all the people, his wondrous deeds. Today is born our Savior, Christ the Lord. Let the heavens be glad and all the earth rejoice. Let the sea and what fills it resound. Let the plains be joyful and all that is in them. Then shall all the trees of the forest exult. Today is born our Savior, Christ the Lord. They shall exult before the Lord, for he comes, for he comes to rule the earth. He shall rule the world with justice and the people with constancy. Today is born our Savior, Christ the Lord. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to Titus. It's chapter 2, verse 11 to 14. The grace of God has appeared to all. Beloved, the grace of God has appeared, saving all and training us to reject godless ways and worldly desires and to live temperately, justly, and devoutly in this age as we await the blessing hope 
the appearance of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to deliver us from all lawlessness and to cleanse for himself a people as his own, eager to do what is good. One more time, a reading from the letter of St. Paul to Titus, chapter 2, verse 11 to 14. The grace of God has appeared to all. Beloved, the grace of God has appeared, saving all and training us to reject godless ways and worldly desires and to live temperately, justly, devoutly in this age as we await the blessed hope the appearance of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to deliver us from all lawlessness and to cleanse for himself a people as his own, eager to do what is good. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. It's beautiful. The one thing that catches my attention a lot from this one is, all right, The grace of God has appeared, saving all and training us to reject godless ways and worldly desires and to live temperately, justly, and devoutly in this age as we await the blessed hope, the appearance of the glory of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. The appearance of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. I love that. That is so beautiful right there. And I think we need today, especially what's happening. I don't know if you guys heard, but in the Chicago, Illinois, I mean, in Illinois capital, in the rotunda, they placed a nativity. And right next to the nativity, these people allowed Satanists to put a mock image kind of mocking the infant Jesus, a infant bathmuth, bathmuth, a satanic image, you know, the kind of like the satanic image of a goat that looks like sometimes you see in these horror films, horns, a a mock image of a baby bathmuth to mock baby Jesus. These things happen because Christians, and I, I have to say this, It's true. We're not living holy lives. We're not praying enough. It happens because we are not holy enough. I'm not trying to be to beat up on everybody, but we need to pray more. We need to pray, to pray our rosary, to pray, uh, to fast more. I mean, I'm, I'm a glutton. I'm a, I'm overweight. I need to do this for myself. I need to be, I need to do it for Jesus. I need to do it for him. And it's hard, I know. But the reason why is we are such a materialistic world. And the sad problem is a lot of people now um, classify themselves as nons, meaning not religious or no religious affiliation whatsoever, or just reject religion completely, or they're agnostic, or they don't know what to believe, they don't know if there's a God, or they're just completely atheist. That's not good. And this failure is because, I hate to say it, the church tries to look like the world. 
And when it looks like the world, why should they come to the church if the church looks like the world? I just did an article about a nun who wants to classify Mary as the first single mother that shatters the image of patriarchy or whatever she, she's got a problem with. Why would you want to come into a church that looks uh, a religion that wants to look like the world? They don't get it. These people are trapped in their in their world of revolution of the 60s and 70s, and they don't get it. This is not what people want. Just go on YouTube, go on Instagram. You will see uh, the religious hippie, Amber Rose. She doesn't want that. Yet I find her respectful. I find her an attractive young lady and she's very devout. I wish I knew more young women like her in my life and who's very conservative, but very independent and very smart and intelligent. And there's other other young women who are who want the Latin mass. They like to veil. They like to wear veils at mass. They grew, We grew up in a world where there is no belief, no tradition, no customs, nothing to hold on to, nothing to, to surround ourselves with meaning and hope. We grew up with none of these things, and we want these things. A lot of people are looking to, to something that that gives comfort and meaning. And people like Pope Francis and all the others keep pushing further and further out to the rim of a revolution. They're stuck in their own world. They're they're trapped. You know, they're like old celebrities that that still think that they can recapture like Madonna capturing her her glorious days and 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 old feminists from the sixties and seventies that they think that they're living in the past. They're living in their in their bygone days. And they don't, they don't, they don't understand it's failed. It's failed. and It's going to fail. But at the same time, they're hurting people who, who don't have the time to look, I mean, who don't, who want something and don't know what to look for. And they become a stumbling block to them. They gave us a world empty of meaning, empty of purpose. And I don't want to live in a world of constant revolution. I don't want to live in a world like this. I've already seen that ugly world of what happened when the when everything came, shut down. And I'm tired of it. I want something. I want to be surrounded by fellow Catholics who believe. I want to be surrounded by people I feel, I know, believe like me, but also help me to grow in my faith. I want to be surrounded by beauty. I want to be surrounded by the faith. I don't want to be surrounded by their revolution. I'm sick and tired of it. All right. I, I go to a job where it's art and it's surrounded by, by constant pro, uh, progressives. And it just, it's ugly. It's meaningless. It has no meaning. It doesn't give me any meaning. It doesn't give me any hope. It doesn't make me feel good. It doesn't make me happy. And I got to struggle to believe, to constantly pray. I got to pray my rosary, read my scriptures, so at least I can hold on to it. I, I can't wait for the day of work to end. And the problem is I go to church and everybody around me, just once the mass is over, everybody disperses. 
I talked to my friend on the phone, my two friends on the phone, just to get some meaning and hope. Because I want to be around people where I know they can, I can learn from them, get encouragement from them. None of that exists in my daily life. I'm not surrounded by that. And a lot, I know how a lot of all the other people feel the same way. It's sad. It's depressing. That's why I listen to podcasts. I, I read books. I look at YouTube. That's where I get my encouragement from. From fellow Catholics, from good priests there. I don't have them in my neighborhood. I don't have them in my parish. I don't have those. And I don't have friends all the time accessible to me to help me. You know, the apostles had each other. They may have disagreed with each other, but they encouraged each other. And Paul says that in his letters to encourage each other. You know, let's go on to the gospel. Okay, so now we'll do the um, gospel. Alleluia, alleluia. I proclaim to you the good news of great of great of great joy. Today a savior is born for us, Christ the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia. I proclaim to you good news of great joy. Today's a savior is born for us, Christ the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia. This is from Luke chapter 2 verse 10 to 11. Okay, and the reading is from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke chapter 2 verse 1 to 14. Today a savior is born to you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole world should be enrolled. This was the first enrollment when Quirinius was governor of Syria. So all went to be enrolled, each to his own town. And Joseph, too, went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, that is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family of David, to be enrolled with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. While they were there, the time came for her to have her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there, was, there were shepherds in the region, living in the fields and keeping the night watch over their flock. The angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were struck with great fear. The angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I proclaim to you good news of great joy. That will be for all the people. For today in the city of David a Savior has been born for you, who is Christ and Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find an infant wrapped in swaddling clothes and laying in a manger. And suddenly there was an, a multitude of the heavenly host with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to those who his favor rests. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. All right, so. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole world should be enrolled. And this was the first enrollment when Cornelius was governor of Syria. Uh, I saw on YouTube uh, one of these, um, it was an evangelical pastor, and he's a pretty cool guy. 
And a lot of scholars have a problem because they say that they can't find any sign of the census around the time of Jesus' birth. But actually, and also the fact that they say Luke, a lot of scholars try to say that Luke got the time wrong because the Cornelius that they know from history was a decade after his birth. And that's actually not true because in in uh, a library or um, in England, they actually found a Roman coin and it, the mint of it was different than the one that scholars point to that was a decade after Jesus' birth. There is another Cornelius and this particular coin, I, I'm going to guess maybe it could be more than one, was a very was different a different mint from a different at least showing that it was possibly a decade or more before Jesus's birth at least some years before his birth so there's a possible they definitely proves that there could be there was another governor named Cornelius of Syria and you know Contemporary scholars love this. They love to find something, anything that they can possibly way a, a way to discredit uh, Christianity, to discredit the Christian gospel. And I, I'm not worried about it because I know that God will prove them wrong. All right, it, God will prove them wrong. And just because you can't find evidence doesn't mean it didn't happen. Just as the same way they say they can't find evidence that Herod murdered all the children of Bethlehem. And the question is, why wouldn't he? The man killed two of his sons. He killed his wife. Even pulled his, he put his murdered wife in a pickle barrel. I mean, that sounds like a psychopath to me, someone who's capable of doing that. And it's a possible, and, and definitely, there's no question to me that someone like that would do that to, to little children under two years' age. And, you got to understand something for these scholars, for these critics, for these people who need to desperately make find anything. It's a way to get their names to, to, to get themselves a position in the, in, in, in the university to, to, um, to get some kind of tenure, to write a paper, publish a paper, publish a book. It's all been done. It's all been done and it's been done so many times. I don't think people care anymore. I mean, think about it. Only this time of the year do you have, like you go up, you go to uh, a Walgreens or or uh, a Walmart or a Dwayne Reed or a Barnes & Noble and you will go to the magazine rack and you'll see a National Geographic or a Time magazine or some other magazine where they'll talk about the history, the, the real Jesus. You'll see a figure on the cover, a silhouette figure, maybe a painting showing a man with a crown of thorns or a nativity scene. It happens around this time of the year and around Easter. And you'll get all these programs on National Geographic or the History Channel and they'll do something or even CNN will do something and they'll get these scholars to try to discredit the Christian faith. It's popular and sadly people will tune in on it Christians will tune in on it and they'll let themselves get upset and they'll they'll let themselves get disgruntled because something they said or they got some scholar 
And you know what? Who cares? Who cares? You, you know, your our comfort is the scriptures. Our comfort is our faith. Our comfort is knowing that we have a savior. And our, our savior loves us. And and we get we we got a great comfort this this time of the you know last couple of years now two years, the chosen series, right? And we got podcasts with with the Marian priests of the Immaculate Conception. We got great programs on YouTube. We got great films. We got other Catholic stuff on there. That's where your comfort is. Encourage yourself to know your faith. When you get upset, it's because you don't know your faith. When you hear someone attacking your religion, attacking your your, your faith in Christ, attacking the Lord Jesus, it's because we are not grounded in our faith. Pray. Pray. I'm actually, you know, learning to pray the rosary more. I'm, re- I'm reading the scriptures more. I'm listening to good, positive podcasts. You know, I was listening to a lot of political stuff. And you can't do that. You can't really, you, you, you know, the politics is going to be there. The problem with politics is going to be there. Joe Biden is going nowhere right now. Okay. On his own. It doesn't matter to me. All right. And, and after what I heard about what they did in the Chicago Rotunda, that was very insulting. That proves to you we need to pray more. You need to pray more to grow more in your faith. Now, going back here. Yes. So they found a coin with a, a, a Roman governor by the name of Quirinius that's dated before, uh, 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 before Christ. So that means that there, were poss- there was possibly another Quirinius. It may not be the Quirinius as a decade later after Christ's birth, but this was definitely a Quirinius before Christ. So we have that. Now, Joseph being of the house and lineage of David, I doubt that he had even looking the appearance. He, I mean, for a guy who lives in Nazareth in Galilee and a, and a, and a uh, craftsman and a carpenter, I don't think he attracted any royal attention. But the... There was possibly a guest room. Now, here's the thing. Just because it doesn't say that there were other family members with them, it most definitely, there were other family members with them. It couldn't have been just him and Mary traveling alone. I know we get that beautiful Hallmark card image or those paintings, but those are artistic choices to try to um, build devotion. But most definitely, they traveled with other family members. I mean, it was a couple of years ago, um, the child, the Christ child, I think it was based on Anne Rice's book. They had family members that traveled with Joseph and Mary. So we know that this was a possibility that this, that that there had to be no, no one travels alone. And, uh, the guest room, there would have been probably family members, or an inn, or most likely. I mean, these things were convertible areas, and some people can convert enough people. That when the census must have brought in a lot of people and brought in a lot of money to a place like Bethlehem. Now, here's another interesting part. 
She wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Bethlehem was the town where they produced, where they bred baby lambs for the Passover and lambs possibly for the sacrifice in the temple. When they wrapped a baby lamb in swaddling clothes, these particular baby lambs were set aside for the Passover that was going to come up in a few in a, in, in, a, in a few weeks, a few months, by spring. And they would be put aside for the sacrifice. They would wrap them in, in, uh, in swaddling clothes made from lamb's wool so they would not blemish themselves, like hurt themselves, get injured. Baby lambs love to jump around a lot and no one wants them to get cut or wounded. That would be a blemish. So they were given swaddling clothes for him and he was wrapped in lamb's clothes, lamb's wool. And Bethlehem, the name Bethlehem means house of bread. So, and he was laid in a manger, a feeding trough, so here is the creator of the universe, the, the, the Logos, the only begotten of the Father, made flesh, becoming human, a human being, wrapped in swaddling clothes, made of lamb's wool, the Lamb of God laid in a manger, a feeding trough, in the town called Bethlehem, the house of bread. Just it's the city of David, just of, uh, down the road from Jerusalem. That gives you all the right the signs right there. And what does the angel said? There were shepherds in that region, living in fields, keeping their night watch over the flock. The angel of the Lord appeared to them in the glory, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were struck with great fear. The angel said to them, "Do not be afraid, for behold, I proclaim to you good news." of great joy the, the, that will be for all the people for today in the city of David a savior was born for you who is Christ the Lord and this will be a sign for you you will find an infant wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger a sign for you a baby wrapped in the same clothes for a Passover lamb or a lamb for sacrifice that will be that's marked for sacrifice, wrapped in swaddling clothes, lamb's clothes, lamb's wool, made of lamb's wool, and in a manger of feeding trough. That's the sign. He is the Lamb of God. In the laying in a manger in the town of the house of bread, the town of David. This is the Messiah. This is the Christ of the, of, of the world. The, fit, the savior of the world. And then, of course, you have the heavenly host. Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace to, unto whom his favor rests, which is the Gloria. It's all there. You have to, uh, you, the more we study the scriptures, the more we study the world of Jesus, the Jewish world of Jesus, the more you will grow in your faith. And the more you grow in your faith, the more you go close to the Lord. Prayer, study of scriptures. Don't listen to these people, uh, these stupid historical critical method artists, uh, uh, con artists. They just need to desperately put put their name out there and get a position in a, some uh, university 
and they make and they and their and their job is to attack the faith. All right, they 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 will get their reward on their own. And especially the sad problem is you have a lot of priests who've done the same thing who try to discredit the faith. They all disappear. They're all gone. All right. And you know what? The more people become atheists, the more, you know, the fact that they've developed, they, they, that's what the fruit of their labor. So many nons now that no one, no one's going to care to listen to them. But for a Christian, you grow in your faith. You need to, and, you, and the only way you grow in your faith is that you keep studying the thing, the, the truth, and you keep looking for the truth. Okay? It's sad that the ones who discredit the faith are the ones who get popular. The one who the ones who find the truth are the ones that don't get popular. All right. So now let's go to the creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God. Begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation he came down from heaven and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried and rose again on the third day. In accordance with the scriptures, he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified and has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. <clears throat> Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory now and forever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. Saint Michael, Archangel of God, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wild, wicked attack of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And now, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the divine power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.